welcome back to the Access Code Podcast, hosted by yours truly, the fly pot himself, Cody. And on this week's episode, it's going to be a bonus episode of my favorite clip so far, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hello to everyone that is listening to this right now. Um, So I decided to give you guys a bonus episode this week. I am out of town as you guys are listening to this. And I just did not have uh, the time to really just sit down to give you guys a full episode of Access Code. But I will be back next week. Um, Hopefully by then I will have um, something recorded for you guys. But, you know... um, it's a lot of great clips that uh, I've had in my show, and basically just full segments. And um, I'll still I'll give you guys a new two for Tuesdays this week. So we're just gonna go ahead and dive into it, uh, and I will see you guys on the two for Tuesday segment. So after my mom and I had the conversation that I'm gonna play the audio for in just a few minutes, I had thought about some other stories that really was just like, man. There's a lot of things we could have said. We could have made this into like a two hour episode. But nonetheless, I mean, maybe maybe I can come back and maybe do an episode around her birthday. I don't know. But here's the thing. There was one memory that I do remember that we didn't share on the conversation her and I had that it was kind of funny to me laughing about it years later. And so it starts off with what she did and then what I just thought about my favorite time doing this because it was a good ending in my eyes of how the story went my mom used to write in this journal and she would list off things uh that she was grateful for and then some other times she'll mention some other stuff but it was just this one little journal that she had and i remember stumbling upon it back when we lived in oklahoma city uh like on the north side and so one of it being it was just things that she would say about her kids especially me being so young right she had mentioned some stuff like you know i'm grateful for waking up in the morning i'm grateful that i'm married i'm grateful i have a beautiful family you know things in that nature which makes sense cool but then there were some parts of it that uh and this will really just kind of happen from august up until may of whatever year that she would write in this journal she would mention stuff like hey i'm happy that cody didn't get his name written up on the board You know, for anybody that really kind of understand what I'm talking about, and I don't know if this was just something back in the 90s. I'm only I I was introduced to it in the 90s. I'm sure they probably did some type of variation of it from other times when people were in school, maybe in the 2000s, maybe in the 80s whatsoever. Cool. I remember that when teachers find a way to discipline you, they will write your name on the board. And I don't know if that was supposed to be like an embarrassment, like, you know, you acting up in our class, you know, we're going to write your name. And then also, if you were still continuing to act up in class, they would give you like a check mark. And I remember it would be like up to three check marks. Um, if you didn't want to get to three, you might have to go to the principal's office or you got to have um, be suspended. I don't remember. It was something in that nature. But it, it, this is elementary school we're talking about. Right. And me, I was a bad little a kid. I'm going to try not to cuss on this episode. If there's an episode I try not to cuss on, this is that one. But I was a bad little kid back in the day. And my name will be frequently written on there. It was to the point where they could have just put a permanent. I was about to say permanent marker. Like this wasn't a blackboard. 
back in, when I got to like middle school and high school, they had the 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 oh, dang highlighter, not highlighters. What was that thing called? Um, dry erase board. I could not think of the name of it. Anyway, they used to have the dry erase board, so that one was a little easy. But back in the day, when it was that chalkboard, oh boy, yeah, my name was written on there to the point where I'm surprised they didn't even erase the erase it fully because it'd be a new day and I definitely would get in trouble. So. <laughs> So I remember always get my name written up on there. And a few days I get some check marks. Oh, I was a bad little kid. I just, it, my mom was just, I know she was just like, Cody, I don't know what to do with you sometimes. Why do you keep getting your name written up on the board? And, you know, I, I didn't have no answers for it. I just, it just happened. Well, there was one particular time I do remember what happened. Or how I got my name written on the board. And I'm only sharing it because I'm going to share it to me how I thought it was a it was not so bad of a, a thing because I was able to kind of redeem myself to me. So check this out. So this was in second grade. I'm in class. And actually, let me give a little backstory on this writing on the board thing. If the teacher used to write your name on the board, you can actually redeem yourself by getting that name erased. They will if you start to act better, you know, you you definitely quiet up. You go to her because I, I didn't have a male teacher till I got into like middle school. You would say like, yes, ma'am or no, ma'am. Like you would, you know, be respectful. Also, don't, you know, be talking when you're not supposed to talk. All those things. You can get your name erased. Also, like if you had check marks, you can get your check marks, you know, um, you know, erased as well, because, you know, I know one of them probably like, you know, you got to call your mom or or you had to go to the principal's office or you get detention, you know, things in that nature. So you can actually, you know, it's almost like uh, you being in prison, you you get let out early because of uh, good behavior. Right. So I remember um, this particular, you know, time I got my name written on the board, I had I had gotten in trouble early in the day. But before before lunch, because we had lunch and recess back to back, I had got my name erased. So we good. Me and the teacher, we came to an understanding. I'm not a bad kid, whatever. So I go to lunch. Lunch was cool. You know, it was just, it, you know, it is what it is. But on this particular day, it was raining outside and recess is normally where the playground is. And if it's raining, they had to come up with an idea for us kids to be entertained. And they didn't want to bring us back to the classroom so early. So we would have recess in the library. Um, and they have a uh, they had a Disney movie on for us. Right. So imagine this. You have a bunch of class classes and. Everyone has to just be in this little ass library. I said I wouldn't try to cuss. I'm sorry. Little library and try to just, you know, watch a movie, be quiet. And then when the movie's over, we go back to your homeroom and you're good. Right. Excuse me. And so what happened was I had uh, got to got to see some of my old classmates back in like, you know, in the first grade and stuff. But we all had different homerooms. So I got to see them and have fun with them in the library. So one is a library. You're not even supposed to talk. You're supposed to be quiet. But we watched the movie. Everyone's supposed to be cool, whatever. But me, I'm just having a little fun with my friends. We just we we I don't even know. We were like wrestling. and I don't remember. We was doing some something. And and remind you from the early part of the story, my name is not back on the board. I got my name written up in recess because it was a chalkboard in the in the library and the teacher that did it that was monitoring us was uh my kindergarten teacher 
And so she recognized me. She knew who I was. So she definitely wrote Cody on the board. I don't know if she knew the other kids, but she definitely remembered me. So after that, cool. And, and, and here's the thing. It was recess. This was what? Like, it's immunity. I can't get in trouble during recess. I'm being a kid. But that's how I felt. I'll go back to the, you know, to the classroom. You know, and the teacher's about to start the new lesson, you know, because, you know, they teach different subjects and, and whatnot. And as soon as right before she was getting ready to teach, this little, and I said I wouldn't cuss, so I'm going to just try to keep it light. This little B.A. kid named Ian raised his hand and told my teacher, Miss Farrell, that I got my name written up in recess. And she was like, oh, well, thank you, Ian. Guess what she did? She wrote my name. On the board and gave me a check mark because I didn't come and tell her that I got my name written up on the board during recess. So I had to eat that. And you know what that means when I say I got to eat that? I definitely got a whooping. You know, I got whoopings frequently with it as a kid. I'm smart enough now. Thank God. But here's the funny part about that. The next day or the next week, it, it was really close by. I was in uh, Cub Scouts. I was a Boy Scout, and, you know, and at the time I was a Cub Scout. First of all, I'm just throwing this out. I hated that. That was the worst time is being a kid. They, 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 they overhyped it when, when they come to your schools and like, hey, everyone, you want to be a Boy Scout? You know, whatever. You know, and, and first of all, Boy Scouts are not even cool as like the, the Girl Scouts. Girl Scouts sell cookies. Girl Scout cookies is like the coolest thing like to this day. Like, you know, you get the little Samoas and, um... I forgot the, all the other ones, the, the 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 shortbreads and, you know, whatever. You know, the mint. I love the mint ones. Right? Boy Scouts sell popcorn. That's not as exciting. You know, and on top of that, like, all of us are troublemakers anyway. So, trying to sell this was just, like, it, it was weird. But anyway, so, my mom is, you know, taking us to, uh, or taking me, as I should say, to the Boy Scout meeting that we would have on this particular day, which I think it was like a Monday or Tuesday or something like that, right? She took us over there and it was always at this church and we get in the church parking lot and there's no cars. And she was like, did we come on the wrong day? I was like, no. She looked at the time, making sure the time was the, the correct one. We was there on time as usual. And we didn't live that far away. So we can literally leave like, you know, five minutes right before they start the meeting because we're pretty close by. And we never and we're not gonna get in traffic or nothing like that because the street was always clear. So we yeah, we uh we went up there and she was like, Well, just go inside and just go see if someone's there. Cause you know, this is a little odd because they never said they weren't having a meeting. So I'm like, cool. So I run up in there, right? And they had like one little light on in like the hallway or something, and I run into Ian. Remember? The little BA kid, right? And um he was like, Oh, thank God, Cody. Uh you know, my mom dropped me off and, 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 I, and they, they guess they must have canceled the, the meeting today. Can you and your mom give me a ride home? I don't live too far away. I'm like, yeah, let me just go. Let me go tell her real quick that I'm, you know, taking it because I just don't want to just bring this kid over and she don't understand what was going on. Right. And so I go over there. <laughs> I go back to the car. And she was like, was anybody in there? I said, nope. <laughs> Got in the car, buckled up, and we went back home. I left that little effort there. Yeah. Don't don't snitch on me. 
You ain't had the. You had no reason. You and you gonna think? Hold on. I wish years later I couldn't just see this dude because I would bring this up. I would bring this up. That's how petty I am. That's how. That's how mad I am to this day about it. How the f did you think that you was gonna tell on me and you just gonna get a ride too? Oh nah, nah, nah. This is years before Lyft and Uber. You you gonna you gonna have to wait. And yeah, this fool had to wait. Because this this is a time with no cell phones around. No, ain't no pay phones because I'm sure that the, the offices of this church was locked. This fool had to wait. And I made him wait. And I'm glad I made him wait. He was gonna try to start something to me with me like the next day at school. Nah, nah, brother. You you deserve that. But yeah, that was uh that's that's a little story about me being a little bad little kid back in the day. So for me to do this, I need to let y'all know how I am so disappointed in myself that I didn't do what I'm about to do for this segment to start off the podcast earlier because May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And with that being said, this is the last May on Tuesday or last Tuesday in May, I should say. And I did not do an episode like this and then maybe i don't know if i was just kind of like trying to find what i'm looking for because at the end of the day me doing random convos from the couch me doing access code podcast i'm still learning this is the earliest stages looking back at these episodes when i get to like a hundred of these just to be like man the start of it was crazy but look where i'm at now you know because i see i see something big something major happening and i'm putting that in the universe but I cannot hide behind the fact that I need to discuss who I am. If I say access code and code is a playoff Cody, I need to give you guys the full access. So I'm going to just go ahead and say it. I got the pressure. I have the pressure. And I'm not actually like embarrassed to admit that, you know, because I feel like me opening up a little bit more to let you guys know who I am is a big, a big situation for me. Um, me recognizing, me recognizing, I have depression is. It was it was major. It was tough. I I mean I've always had moments where I felt depressed. Um, but I felt like that was more stress than anything, and maybe it, it just took moments. Maybe it was just always like beginning stages of it. But when you realize you have something and admit to you having something, excuse me, it's a big deal. And I remember the moment. It was a Sunday in um in uh October. Excuse me. It was a, a Sunday in October. And I noticed this because it was the week of my birthday, I believe. And this is at the time I was just about to turn 29, I should say, because my family had uh, moved over to Atlanta and I'm here in Oklahoma, which is not a bad situation. I'm hearing my wife, you know, you guys hear us every Saturday for the podcast, for random convos and everything like that. Um, shortly, we were about to celebrate officially nine years of being together. But at the same time, uh, me just recognizing, and I don't know, it was just a whole lot of emotions because maybe in my mind, it was just trying to figure out what to do. That's a big situation. I remember having a long conversation uh, with my mom, my sister, I think my brother Johnnell as well. And I think days later, my, my brother uh, Leroy, of course, Charisma as well. And um, therapy was the solution or maybe to just kind of recognize it. Maybe you just need to talk to someone that you don't know that can give you an unbiased uh, review of what's all going on. 
And I'm letting y'all know right now, honestly, I advise every person, just try one time. See how you feel. Go to therapy. I know that, you know, even for black people, you know, it's 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 often used as the fact that black people do not go to therapy. I want to tell y'all that's some BS. Y'all should go. And, and, and I'm not trying to say that in a bad way. Like, just kind of like. Just just let out emotions. You've maybe had childhood trauma that you maybe haven't dealt with. You maybe have not gotten closure closure from a relationship. You maybe just saying things out loud works. I'm letting y'all know this right, right now. Me doing this podcast is a form of therapy for me. I have moments where I like to be alone, but I have moments where I like to talk. And I don't care what anyone thinks what I'm about to say because it's true, but I don't care. I talk to myself often. I like to conversate with myself. I don't even think that's crazy. I do it in a way where like I'll mumble to myself. Maybe I'll be at my desk at work and I'm just it's just me saying it out loud because maybe in my head is just one thing. Me writing down something is one thing. Maybe just talking to someone. I would sometimes I'll um, I'll call my mom and that's. That's cool. I'll have moments where I'll talk to Charisma when I get home or I'll just text and maybe just whatever. But at the same time, I do those things. But me, I talk to myself all the time and I don't care. I've done it since I was a kid because maybe that was just my way of um, coping with whatever I'm dealing with at the time. So this form of therapy, as I'm recording this, I'm by myself right now. But I'm letting you guys in on me. I'm trying to make sure that that word access is fully used to the full access. No pun, but I'm just saying because that's who I am. And I have moments where I'm just I'm sad a lot. I'm have moments where I just wish that I can just find a new way of doing something. And I'm always thinking about stuff that I know is hard access to find, but maybe it isn't too hard. But maybe I'm just holding myself back, recognizing things. I know the whole thing about the the customer service episode and maybe i'll just make fun light of it or maybe just make jokes or just whatever but at the same time me going with through i was with go, what i'm going through at the time working in customer service was not it for me because it just destroyed me i, I i'm a person that likes to be liked i don't like the fact that someone could be out there that don't like me and i try to be a likable individual to whoever friends family strangers you want to be someone that if it was all over i want to be known as a stand-up guy i don't you know i don't want it to be situations where when you see stuff on television about something like that and they say all these great things about that individual but back in their mind they know they have to say it but that person was maybe an asshole you don't i don't want to be that type of person i want to impact someone's life no matter what i want this podcast to be someone's escape to re to react like maybe it's just maybe you need to hear it. and i'm gonna be honest with you i look at the analytics i look at the 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 stats of the podcast and everything like that i see who's all listening who's all tuning in what episodes y'all like the most i had my favorites my first one was one of my favorites my mom the episode i had with my mom was my favorite and i hope to always do that it's sometimes i just record because i'm like look i've already put myself out there to do it i just don't i'm not motivated but i was motivated to do this episode because to talk about something like this is something that needs to be said and i had to make sure i project my voice a little bit because sometimes i sound a little low i might i record some of these podcasts sometimes one o'clock in the morning because you know hey that's the time i have the the motivation to do it but y'all it's not and it's nothing to be ashamed about it because you know, maybe you, when you recognize it, maybe you know it's going to get better. 
you know, my life is it is where it's at. But at the same time, I know it could be better. And it's not going to be a problem to do that. I know I'm going to look back at these moments and me doing this, y'all, is the form of therapy. And it's fun. I like to talk and I like to be likable. And I think this is going to be that pie. When I get ratings in this five star, I love that. I love if somebody's reviewing my podcast in a positive light. Like, you know, he has a good voice. Hopefully I can be that person that, you know, other podcasts listen to my podcast and want to do interviews with me and, and conversate with me and all that. Guests that want to be on the show and stuff like that. People that have those type of things. You know, I want to be that that spokesperson for something so good. And we all go through times and in, in, in trials and tribulations and stuff, y'all. But I enjoy giving this this product to y'all. I listen to back to my episodes because, hey, I, I, I like hearing myself. I love, you know, I also doing podcasts. Me, I'm open enough to listen to other podcasts. I'm not talking about the, the top ones that you know, the ones that's always going to be up there. You're going to see the Joe Rogans. You're going to see the Joe Buttons. You're going to see all of these podcasters out there. That's that's doing great. But then the the, the little ones like myself. And I'm introduced to other shows that don't have that big following before they did it. But it's just the start of it. Who knows what this is going to turn into? And so, y'all, if you're going through it, just realize you're not alone. You are somebody special. You look, I don't even know who always listening to this, but just know you're awesome. Whatever you're doing, you are someone that is impactful to someone else's life and can be impactful for yourself. Make time for yourself. Go on dates with yourself. Honestly, that advice I had is actually great advice. I, you know, enjoy. That's what you need to do. God is always going to be there, but put yourself first. Even if you in relationships or you, you know, whatever, like take time for yourself. Sometimes do something that makes you happy. If it's reading a book, playing a video game, it is no shame into doing what you do because that is who you are. And I'm and I'm saying this to myself. Me starting this podcast was the one of the best things I can honestly say throughout this whole process of me also recognizing that I am, you know, someone who has depression. This is the form that I can at least enjoy. I like hearing my voice. I'm sorry. I don't sound. I hope that I don't sound narcissistic or or conceited, but I'm being honest. I love myself and I need to tell myself that more often. Look at myself in the mirror and be like, be happy. You know, if you're waking up in the morning, you're going to impact something. So, y'all just wanted to get that out the way. You know, that was one of the, the things about it. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. I needed to recognize that. I just didn't do it, you know, but now I'm doing it for this episode. I'm letting y'all know whoever you are. Love who you are, be who you are, be happy, you know, and if you're not, do something that makes you happy. Happiness is what you can bring it. I love each and last one of y'all. I could have just stopped the podcast. I want to keep doing the episode and everything like that. So, um, like I said, and hey, let's have a little fun with this little quick thing real quick. You know, I know y'all have listened to Zach Fox, I Got Depression. If you haven't, please do. I, I'm not going to play the full song because I know my mother's probably going to listen to this episode. I was just do a little sound bite. So before I get into it, I just need to get that all out my chest and everything like that. So, y'all, we're going to get into the next segment. But as I was saying, some little funny Zach Fox real quick. Hey, shout out mental illness. <laughs> shout out mental illness. 
those of you out there listening to this podcast that know me on a personal level, you should know that Jay-Z is probably one of my favorite rappers. He's definitely my Mount Rushmore, and I considerably think he is one of the greatest to ever do it. And for that, I had decided, you know what? Since that Reasonable Doubt will be a 25th anniversary coming up this coming Friday as you're listening to this, what is Hov's top five albums? Now, I have three, but I wanted a top five. So with that being said, I decided to send out a list of albums that I think that can be in this top five, but I'm not sure which, you know, from the four I sent out, which two can make the cut, right? And I do appreciate the people who responded, who got back with me and was like, hey, I think this one was dope and I can kind of just do the polls from there. And be honest with you, it was considerably, considerably easy because of the fact that everybody pretty much had the same mindset. So I'm just going to go ahead and read it off like this. The four albums that I had was In My Lifetime, Volume 1, Volume 2, Hard Knock Life. American Gangster and 444. Now, I know for a fact that a lot of those projects were, you know, if it was later or just like, you know, early or whatever, it was just something about those four projects that have a good presence. Every Hove album he came out with has really good bangers, but it's some of them stronger than the others, basically. I could say that. I'll just go ahead and say this. The first two that is eliminated uh, was volume two. Uh, which is the Hard Knock Life. I'm going to be honest with you. I did not like Hard Knock Life, the song. Um, but it, it it did wonders for his career, so I was okay with that. And the other one was 444. Now, that one was just because I know that it was a later project. It, it was the last one he came out with, you know, solo-wise. And I'm thinking, you know what? You know, this project, he, he was... It's like you got to read between the lines. You know, either you like it or you don't. And it's totally fine if you don't. I, I just, for some reason about that project, it was like... It was one of those gems that if you really pay attention to it, it was a really good project. Um, but Hove really had more of that success in early in his career. So here's the top five right here for me, starting from five to one. So we're going to start off with number five. In My Lifetime, Volume 1. This project was really good. Now, I can go without I Know What Girls Like. I can go without that song. It just, the beat wasn't all that great to me. Um, I understood what they were going for, you know, maybe get a little pop, pop type single type thing, you know, especially from the first album he came out with. But at the same time, this project was not that bad. And we was able to get a movie out of this. Now, I got this movie probably when I was, I know I was in high school. I would say he's a sophomore or junior year in high school. My mom bought it for me. And uh, Streets is watching if you guys, you know, a, you know, a little old school kind of know what I'm talking about, right? This project was really good and it had the music videos to go with that you know the dvd and everything and i think listen you know watching that and then also see my brother which made me more of a big you know whole fan since he was able to break down the rhymes he decoded the rhymes before the book decoded went out and i wish i was able to get that book i never got it you know and everything like that so with that being said i have to go with this one my favorite track you or I should say favorite tracks. I love Imaginary Player. I love Streets Watching. I love uh, Where I'm From. You know, it, it, and I think when I was able to break down the rhymes he had, great project. All right. Number four on my list, I'm going with American Gangster. Yo, when I was in high school, when this album dropped, I was, I want to say a junior in high school. And for some reason, a lot of my friends 
did not understand this project. Actually, I take the back, I was a senior in high school. So this actually meant a little bit more. Now, I love the movie, and in this project made me want to see the movie. Although the movie dropped before the album, you know, he came out with, you know, like the singles, you know, Blue Magic and everything. And I wasn't a big fan of Kingdom Come, but when he came out with this project, I like how he was going. I like the, I like the beats he chews. I like the slow beats. I don't know. To this day, I'm I'm a mark for slow beats, and I feel like that's what he was going with, you know. And he go with that sound. He he kind of just fit in real good. And I'm happy that he was able to do this project from this movie and everything. Yo, favorite tracks on this one? Uh, definitely like Rob Boys as a single. Uh, but I like Say Hello. And to find out that uh, DJ Toon has said that uh, when he produced that, you know, he was trying to get on the, on the whole project. And then the person that's saying, say hello. In the background, that was Jermaine Dupree. I would have never guessed that. So that, that was actually cool. I think JD did some stuff on the project as well. Um, and Diddy did a good job with him and uh, Sean C and LV. They did a great job with production on that one. I enjoyed this project. I still listen to it. And it's still a classic. And American Dream is probably one of my favorite songs on that project. So yeah, shout out to that. Number three on my list. It's pretty easy. Black Album. How, how can you not like the Black Album? When you thought that Hope was retiring, this project meant a little bit more. It hit different. Fade the Black. That movie was just, it was great. Um, I put that, like for the documentaries, I put it next to Tupac Resurrection. I thought it was just a dope project. So I was rocking with it, for real, for real. And I got to admit, you know, this one, I listened to this project well into my freshman year in high school. And this, I, I think this released probably eighth grade for me when I was in, um, when I was in eighth grade. And people looked at me like, why are you still listening to these projects? Because they mean something, okay? You at the time I had a CD player. You you not listening to my CD player? You can listen to whatever. I I, I did have like Sierra and uh, who else was popular? The Ti and all them Kanye, you know. But this project hits different and it was great. Favorite tracks on this one: PSA, you know, of course, public service announcement. What more can I say? Dope ass song for real. Love that love that song. Um, encore. Loved it more when I listened to my brother Leroy. And uh that you know what? You know what matter of fact? I don't even think I have a skip on this song. If I had to say I have a skip, definitely the first interlude. You know, I didn't make no sense to me, whatever. Um uh and maybe threat. But then again, I like knife wonder, so I'm like, you know, whatever. But dope project from whole cool. So to the final two. Although it's gonna be the anniversary for 25 years coming up. This Friday, the number two project from, from Hove that I love the most is Reasonable Doubt. This project, I still listen to like it's a new project. Um, I did, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit this on air. I did stop listening to that project for like a good couple of months back in 2010. And the only reason why I say that, oh, 2009, excuse me, 2009. And the only reason why I say that it's because <laughs> I got into a car accident while listening to uh, to can't uh, can't knock the hustle. I was in I was getting in my inner hole, you know, my inner hole, you know, just rapping, you know that. Especially with like, <laughs> yes, that part. And I sneezed. I sneezed once, 
I sneezed twice. As soon as after the second sneeze and I looked up, bam, ran into another Honda. And um, yeah, that that was it was it was mad crazy how that all just just came about. Um, the I, I shit, but besides the point, that was a great project. The the introduction to a lot of people to hold. And I, I recognize June 25th the most from this project than any other project. That was the same day that Michael Jackson died. And I still talk about Reasonable Doubt. That was the same day that Prince dropped Purple Rain. Purple Rain. And I still talk about this project. It just hits different. So I enjoy this project. I really do. And, you know, favorite tracks. You know what? Here's the thing. I don't really think I have a skip on this project. But if I have to say favorite songs, gotta go with 22-2s. The Evils, love the Evils. Um, oh man, I don't, it's like it's like picking one of your kids. Which which one of you guys? Their presidents, of course. Uh, you know, Brooklyn's finest. I'm gonna wind up naming the whole album. <laughs> but like, not too many skips on this project, for real. Like five star classic, for real. And the number one, if you already were doing the top five, and you should know what the number one is, the Blueprint. 2001 was one of my favorite years ever and unfortunately this album was released the same day as the the september 11th tragedy but he was able to still do numbers and then you know it it it's still one of those classics that you can just listen to um i would say i thought i would have had a skip on this project with a whole lot of Vito, but to be honest with you that song actually bangs great song from timberland um, my favorite whole song ever is You Don't Know, and that's on this project. Takeover, I will argue this, argue this to this day. Takeover was better than Ether. I don't care what y'all say, okay? So many quotables from this record. Everyone has a preference. My preference is Takeover, okay? That's my personal opinion. Good thing they pieced it up. They good now. They can, you know, walk away. People always want to bring up Ether. Like, Ether was great, but Ether wasn't the number one. I don't even think that Takeover was the best this record ever come on. I'll put Ether in the top five. If I if I come on, maybe I'll do a top ten this record list, you know? But this project was so freaking dope. And one thing about You Don't Know, I love that song. I've seen Ho three times in person. Okay, when it was the best of both worlds with R. Kelly, unfortunately, but that was the first time that was the first concert I've ever been to, honestly. And then, uh, when he came in for the Magna Carta tour and on the run two tour in Atlanta in Mercedes Benz Stadium, and each of those three times I've been to a Hope concert, that song was performed every single time. He even opened the show during the Magna Carta tour. That song right there alone will get number one on this list, all right. But those are my top five whole albums. All right, everybody. I'm going to go ahead and uh, get it to the last part of the podcast. You guys already know what that is. Um, as you guys are listening to this, I am in Atlanta, Georgia right now. And tomorrow um, I will be going to a show that um, I'm very excited for. That's Conway the Machine and that Stove God Cooks. Also with some special guests as well. So with that being said, for the two for Tuesday this week, I'm just going to go ahead and start it off like this. I'm going to go ahead and go with Conway's song with two chains called 200 Pies, produced by Alchemist.
feel wonderful. <laughs> I feel amazing, nigga. <laughs> oh, my fucking God, nigga. Love, bitch, uh. right now. Hundred racks in my sweatpants, did my score on in Portland. I'm Bonzi Wells with the headband. Build the next powerhouse record label. That was my next plan. Drum work like Death Row in the 90s, mixed with Def Jam. We the Death Squad, but I shoot solo on Ratman. Right hand holding a steering wheel, busting back with my left hand. I'm still busting down the presidential Rolex band. Every day I collect bands, Lambo truck color eggplant. Look, you get front of the brick, better stack what you made. Stack up and save, made the plug happen. That you came back and you paid him Now you buying one and he gon' front you one Then you turn that two to three or four Then watch the money come Seems like last three or four years I've been on a money run New business endeavor So this year I'm on another run How you talking crazy on your songs When you don't bust your gun Niggas running down checking your tax Like where the fuck you from Like nigga what you claim And I know them blood homies They gon' come and let it bang And I know some crip homies That's gon' come and do the same I'm neutral but respect it cause I've been putting in pain, nigga. Yeah. Hey yo bro, hey, let me see that newspaper. Yeah. Hundred racks in my sweatpants, did my scoring in Portland. I'm Bonzi Wells with the headband. Build the next powerhouse record label. That was the next plan. Drum work like Death Row in the 90s, mixed with Dev Jam. We the Death Squad, but I shoot solo on Redman. Right hand holding the steering wheel, busting back with my left hand. I'm still busting down the presidential Rolex band. Every day I collect bands, Lambo truck color eggplant. That's it now, Indian style, praying pistol out the girl in wood. I love her so much. I kill in the mouth. If I didn't have a job, I guess I rob. If I didn't have a brick, I guess I try to hit a lick. But if I didn't have a bitch, would that never exist? It never happened. Think where you would be if I wasn't trapping. Think where you would be if I didn't sacrifice and make this shit happen. But both standing ovations, gun clapping. 200 pies in the trunk on 285. Valley of death, you'd be surprised if you make it alive. They won't collide when they find out I'm the chief of the tribe. So much dough under my mattress, have to sleep on my side. I'm a money getter, business leader, vibe reader. I bet arms like white beater, BVS's icicles. Her thighs thicker, she gon' ride it like a bicycle. Or we gon' come with plenty weed and we gon' buy a liquor. See this, that down south, bar for bar, poor for bar. A rest in peace, twin, fourth ward, boulevard. I walk around the line and don't have a bodyguard. It make my wife nervous, it makes me more assertive. It make Make me more alert. I pray a fan don't get burnt. I pray I use my instincts and in everything I learned. I might bust a juke right now and do it for the love. I heard they dropped your new shit and didn't nobody budge. Tony. Racks in my sweatpants, did my scoring in Portland. I'm Bonzi Wells with the headband. Build the next powerhouse record label. That was the next plan. Drum work like Death Row in the 90s, mixed with Def Jam. We the Death Squad, but I shoot solo on Redman. Right hand holding the steering wheel, busting back with my left hand. I'm still busting down the presidential Rolex band. Every day I collect bands, Lambo truck color eggplant. Nigga.
All right, everybody. All right, let me go ahead and go with one more. And this person I enjoy a whole lot. That stove got cooks. Now, the song I went with this week is going to be called The Right. That is from Ransom as well as Nicholas Craven, who produced the track. It's featuring Stove Got Cooks, of course. So let's go. Praying over bricks, lessons on the stove. Praying over bricks, lessons on the stove. Let's get it, nigga. Gonna take him to church on this one. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to be righteous, but still the same sinner. Yes. I'm comfortable in my skin. I'm trying to win. Staying mellow, shooting these game winners. It's food for thought. I give your brain dinner. Lame nigga. I made a killing from May to June that came back the same winner. You are the choices when that pain in you. I'm hearing voices when that flame flicker. I preach to these cane flippers. Yeah. I give them hell preaching. Make sure that they ain't selling shit on your corner. That's the Odell treatment. That heroin I used to sell frequent. It had some evil aura. I didn't do well sleeping. Nightmares of me up in a cell weeping. Woke up to a swell weekend. My life is sweeter than Pinnell's defense. Yeah. Boy in this hood, I swear I did it all. I'm looking like that nigga that beat up dope cause of Ricky's ball. Life is a gamble, can you risk it all? Life is in shambles, past the fit and all. Some weed in a brick of raw, the reason you rich or poor. That's when you not as willing. They close the door, come back and buy the building. Yeah, you hold it raw, put it inside the ceiling. Them people coming, I just got the feeling. I just got the feeling. Praying over bricks, blessings on the stove. The flame is on a six, let's put them lessons on a scroll, amen. Yeah, amen. 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 Yeah. Uh, in the kitchen going wild. I risk it out, I stretch it out. The names of lames they screaming about. I seen them same type of niggas drown in the drought. They was in and out. Asked my mom about that night, she found 400 down. My young boy out the Rubicon roof with the 40 cal. The fan camera's on. Once they dancing on your phone, you know the damage done. We was praying 4,000 grams of raw. Not a Aventador outside, praise the Lamb of God. I knew I would be legend jumping off the porch. Fly that 911 Porsche, chicken, lemon, pepper sauce. Dump the water out and scrape the extras off. So many bricks, I'm like, I cook the rest tomorrow. Heaven got a kitchen, I be in that bitch Dancing on the stove like new addition Praying over bricks, blessings on the stove The flame is on a six, let's put them lessons on a scroll Amen Yeah, amen Amen Praying over bricks, blessings on the stove The flame is on a six, let's put them lessons on a scroll Amen Yeah, amen Amen Yeah right everyone i'm gonna go ahead and get out of here and everything uh but for one thing because we are in september right now um just want to go ahead and give out some special thank yous for uh the last month i know for the month of august definitely was um probably my best month doing the podcast so far so let me just go ahead and give out my special thank yous first off uh i'm gonna go ahead and thank out charisma first uh she was on episode 20 with me um thank you for being on the show uh 
babe and and um you know and i love doing the podcast with you every saturday so and i hope you guys checked out our last episode it's probably one of our best ones just from the vibe we have so it was great um next thing i want to give out special thank you to um uh jordan um i went ahead and brought him on the show for his birthday just for you know a quick phone call but i'm happy that he was on the show and y'all for real my nephew cool he left me a five-star review on the podcast so that was unexpected and and i and that's gonna probably be my favorite one knowing the fact that i didn't expect it and i'm happy that she did it so thank you to jordan want to give a special thanks out to big j rizzle uh for reaching out to me and everything he went ahead and uh we did a you know a bonus episode you guys should check it out if you haven't already and uh we had a cool little conversation and so yeah i'm happy that he was able to do that and supporting the show so go ahead and uh I, you know listen to the episode i got all the description of his followings on that uh on that episode uh also my cousin shannon yo we did a great episode last week and uh right now i'm chilling with you so if you're listening to this i'm probably just looking at you like yeah I gave you a shout out, so uh, thank me. <laughs> and also, uh, Chisel Adonis, uh, you know, the first person that I had on my uh, bucket list of guests I wanted to have on this podcast, so he was able to be on here with me. So, you know, thank you to him as well. Um, all you guys, all the the listeners, you know, you guys for just rocking with me. You guys made uh, August a special month for my podcast, so you guys get uh, the biggest thanks I can give out right now. Um, go ahead and follow your boy on social media at Access Code Pod. Also, music that you heard on that um, Two for Tuesday segment, as well as uh, anything that I'm just coming out with in general. Uh, just go ahead and follow me at Access Code Pod. And uh, rate, review, subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. Until next time, and I can't wait to see you guys next week. And i go ahead and tell you about my Atlanta trip. So, I love you guys. See you next time. Yeah. I don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs>